0: Toxic positivity, what is it and how can positivity be toxic? I'll tell you. Welcome to my podcast, Facing Fears and Shifting Gears, a podcast about mental health and neurodiversity and how difficult times in our lives often lead to positive breakthroughs and change. My name is Leslie Reyes and I'm the author of The Zen of Learning to Ride a Motorcycle. I've worked as a psychiatric and chemical dependency nurse in the past, and I've also struggled with mental health issues myself. I was recently diagnosed on the autism spectrum in my 50s, so I created this podcast to help those of you struggling with mental health and neurodivergent issues navigate the healthcare system so you can get the help you need in order to thrive. So today I want to talk about toxic positivity. What is toxic positivity? And how can positivity be toxic? Hearing anything negative or anything bad. The problem with this, though, is that there are things in life that happen, that exist, that are legitimately bad and even downright awful. And if we go through our lives pretending like this stuff doesn't exist, it A, never gets addressed or solved, and B because it doesn't go away magically, it eventually will back up on you and you will have to deal with it at some point, even if it's in the form of you having a meltdown, you having a mental health break, um, or just getting overwhelmed. You can't deny when there's something, something legitimately bad going on. And when I talk about legitimately bad, I'm not talking about, They forgot to put whipped cream on your uh, Frappuccino. (laughs) I'm talking about like if you're a mother and your child has died, you know, it is not a good feeling for parents to outlive their kids and there's no way to sugarcoat that. That's something that a person probably never gets over but only learns how to deal with. Toxic positivity in that situation would be somebody telling that mother or parent of their deceased child that it's time to move on and get over it. That's just not going to happen. So I'm reading this article. um, It's at thepsychologygroup.com. And here they're going to define toxic positivity as the excessive and ineffective overgeneralization of a happy, optimistic state across all situations. The process of toxic positivity results in the denial, minimization, and invalidation of the authentic human emotional experience. Right? Authentic human emotional experience. Going through rough times and dealing with hardships is as much as a part of the authentic human emotional experience is as experiencing joy. So in an earlier podcast, I discussed fear of feeling joy and what it is to be afraid to allow yourself to feel joy. This is the opposite. This is the fear of allowing yourself to feel sorrow or grief. At some point when something bad happens in your life, you have to address it. It's, it's not going to go away. It's not going to feel better by minimizing it. You just have to sometimes say, okay, I'm in a crappy state of mind. I'm not even sure why I feel this horrible about why I'm feeling horrible, but I'm just going to accept that I am not really feeling so great right now because that's the only way you can start to deal with it. I had a friend who is in a relationship and on the outside, all of us thought this relationship was going well. and um, And then when they broke up, the truth came out and it turned out this was a pretty abusive relationship that my friend had endured. And she called me up one day and said, how do I make this feeling go away? You know, this feeling of, of, of grief and sorrow. And we know that there are worse things that happen to us in life than a breakup. Um, there are wars, there's famine, there's a pandemic, there's uh starvation. <laughs> and, then you feel silly feeling so horrible about losing a relationship that, you know, you might even realize I'm better off without this person. This, this was not a healthy relationship. Why do I feel so crappy? Why can't I get out of bed? It doesn't really matter. You're grieving. You're grieving a loss. Whether you wanted to lose it or you didn't want to lose it, it's still a loss. So pretending that you're not upset about it is not going to make it go away any faster. And I remember telling my friend, I think you need to lean into it. I think you need to let yourself be upset. You loved somebody, you trusted them, you feel betrayed now, you feel abandoned and that's okay. You didn't realize how your own trauma from your past may have led you into this situation. But I think, that if you try to run away from things that cause pain in, in our life, I feel like we always then tend to recreate those situations because there's something in there that we need to grow from. Running away from it is stunting our own evolution, really. So, what are the signs of toxic positivity? According to thepsychologygroup.com, common signs of toxic positivity are: one, hiding and masking your true feelings. So there, there you go. Pretending everything's okay when it isn't. The the job I was at did not close on holidays, so I I was a waitress. I, I I'm a nurse. Um, I've worked in customer service. So. A lot of times because my mother was not around and um, she actually passed away 12 years ago, but people would often ask me if I could cover their shifts on Mother's Day, honoring the fact that I was never really gonna be over, get completely over what I went through with my mom. It was always gonna be a painful scar and that I had to honor it. So I don't work on Mother's Days anymore. Um, because on more than one occasion, I was waiting tables on a Mother's Day and then found myself having a meltdown in the kitchen, or I was working on Mother's Day as a nurse and found that I was having a hard time being patient and compassionate with my patients because I was feeling like hell. So going through my life pretending that what I went through with my mom did not affect me was a form of toxic positivity that would often come back and haunt me at very inappropriate times. Okay, so hiding and masking your true feelings is a sign of toxic positivity, if you're feeling sad or you're grieving and you're not honoring it. So number two, trying to just get on with it by stuffing, dismissing an emotion. Like I said, (laughs) I'd work on Mother's Day and then find myself having a meltdown, crying in the kitchen. Number three, feeling guilty for feeling what you feel. A lot of people going through this. A lot of people go through this. Um, A lot of people struggling. I constantly feel guilty for sharing when I'm not feeling great. You know, like I try to just be honest about how I'm feeling because I don't want to hold on to it and have it explode. Um, And that's happened to me where I just... You know, it's like there's a last straw and nobody knows that you're suffering inside. So then, you you know, something that's not really that big of a deal, like maybe somebody tells a joke that really is kind of inappropriate. Normally, you'd be able to blow it off. But you've been trying to blow off some other actual things that are upsetting in your life. So when that joke hits, you freak out and everyone's like, what's wrong with you? Why don't you have a sense of humor? Well, that's because you were not, you're feeling guilty about what you're feeling and you're not allowing yourself to feel it. Another thing that I can't stand, number four, minimizing other people's experience with feel good quotes or statements. Do not confuse depression, clinical depression or grief with a lack of gratitude. A lack of gratitude is not sadness. Their best friend moved to the other side of the country and they're just, we need to let people grieve. Instead of saying, how could you be so miserable? You have a house, you have another dog, you have, you know, whatever, you can get another job. You know, let people grieve. Because making people feel like they're upset for no reason only really makes it worse. Because now, now I just feel, not only am I a miserable person, but I'm an ungrateful person that nobody likes. <laughs> so forget, it. could yes, it could always be worse. We know that. But that doesn't mean that what you're going through right now is not valid. Number six, shaming or chastising others for expressing frustration or anything other than positivity. Yeah, that's just more of the same, that toxic positivity. That's just pretty much what it is. And then brushing off things that are bothering you with it is what it is. I mean, sometimes that, sometimes you don't have a choice because you have to keep going on and saying it is what it is. But while you're saying it is what it is, you might also want to say, and what it is, is it sucks. (laughs) So I understand why sometimes um, we have to put our feelings on hold to get through a situation. You know, maybe you're not in the appropriate setting to have a full-on meltdown and start crying. Maybe you're not with the right people to be discussing your personal life and things that are really difficult. But when you're denying your legitimate, honest feelings, even if they're not that great, um, it's preventing you from honestly processing them and moving on from them. you can't really get around sorrow and grief when it happens. You can only go through it. Now there's nothing wrong with showing positivity, trying to be optimistic and being grateful for things, but don't confuse sadness, grief, um, sorrow for a lack of gratitude or accuse somebody who's legitimately grieving of just being a negative person. The other way that I've seen toxic positivity backfire on people is sort of this, you know, positive manifestation, you know, like you want something in life. So you think about it and you create a positive manifestation. So let me think of a, of an example of how this can backfire. Let's say, Okay, let's say that you've wanted to be your lifelong dream in life is to be the the principal of the local high school. Okay, but you've you've like taught some classes here and there. Um, you have a degree in I don't know social studies or something, but you don't really have a lot of experience organizing a large institution or even working within a a school but you go on this camp you're determined to get this job you make all of the right connections you have a positive positive attitude and Somehow this super positive attitude and this positive manifestation gets you this job as a principal of this school. So then you start working there and you realize you don't know what you're doing and you have no foundation in reality for running a school and you're screwing up and making people angry and you ultimately do not keep this position. (laughs) To me, that's like an example of toxic positivity or it could be even be careful what you wish for because you're just trying to get what you think you want without building the foundation or setting some kind of structured process for indulging any kind of problem solving that you might need those kind of skills to, to run a school. Like that's, that's where you think you're getting what you wanted, but actually you didn't. You didn't, instead of putting your energy into finding out what it what it is to be the best principal of a school, how to run an institution. Um, you just read a bunch of books and did a bunch of yoga and meditated and kept praying, "I want to be the principal of this high school and then now you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> to me that's another that's like a way that toxic positivity can get people in trouble because you're putting on a facade in some way, but you don't actually know what you're doing. This also sort of makes me think of like, you know, when people are are trying to minimize how dire your situation is. And your situation might not be that bad, but it doesn't mean that you aren't suffering over it. Ugh, I just, I, lo- I hate it when people, like they'll be like, oh, if you're depressed, just think about these kids. And then they show you like a picture of children in a third world country are starving to death and are wearing like um, shoes that have been made out of used plastic water bottles or something like that like that's how is that supposed to make me feel better because now I just want to go to that to that third world country and buy all these kids shoes like this isn't making me feel any better it's still sort of like that toxic positivity in a way, like trying to say, somebody has it worse. Yeah, somebody always has it worse. So what's the difference between toxic positivity and optimism, because optimism is a good thing. You know, we, we, we wanna stay optimistic and hopeful in our lives without minimizing when we are suffering or struggling. So what toxic positivity really is, It's not that you are refusing to acknowledge positive things. The problem is that you're denying the reality of negative ones. Like, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say, when people say happiness is a choice, I actually kind of have a problem with that because people are not choosing to be unhappy. But if you're telling someone to ignore any kind of negative emotions that they may be having, that's actually preventing them from healing. Because you can't heal from something until you know what it is that you need to heal from. So how do we turn it around? Well, for once, for one, recognize the toxic thinking. Toxic positivity is oversimplifies things. Just choose to be happy, good vibes only. Like, you cannot do that if you are at the funeral of your child, okay? like. That is some serious grief. And thinking positive is not gonna make the death of your child go away. Toxic positivity would also be to face your fears. Don't ignore your emotions, face them. Um, if we don't face our fears, we don't overcome them. You can overcome your grief by running away from it. If you are dealing with someone who is dealing with grief and you don't know how to show support, I would focus on validating their emotions instead of, if they've had a legitimate loss in their life, telling them to stay positive is not going to make a person feel better. Sometimes just being there, taking someone out for lunch, like just sitting quietly watching TV, sometimes that's what a person really needs when they're grieving. They don't need you to tell them how to make it better, because sometimes there is no way to make it better. Sometimes you just have to get through it. Be realistic about your emotions and your feelings. Listening to my dove singing again. (laughs) So be realistic about your feelings and emotions. I mean, if you're sad about something, you're sad about something. Be realistic about how much you can handle when you're going through a grieving process or when you're in a bad place. You're not just going to be able to snap out of it at the suggestion of someone else. So be realistic about how much you need to take care of yourself when you're grieving and embrace it. It's part of the human condition. It's part of the human experience. Experiencing grief and sadness is just normal. And sometimes we need to normalize it so it doesn't overtake us. I mean, you don't want to just wallow. In self-pity, but at the same time, if you're legitimately grieving over a loss, and no one gets to tell you, by the way, what a legitimate loss is. No one gets to tell you that you couldn't possibly be feeling suicidal over this, that, or the other thing because it's not that bad or whatever. Everyone experiences grief and gets upset over different things. So you just need to sort of honor it, embrace the fact that you're human, embrace the fact that this is part of the human experience, is to deal with grief, and that it doesn't mean that you are bad or damaged just because you're sad. So the antidotes for toxic positivity are to let yourself feel your emotions. Uh, Maybe start journaling, maybe talk to a therapist, maybe meditate on how you're feeling. Maybe practice mindfulness, but let yourself feel your feelings. Maybe don't search for a silver lining right now. Um, When you're constantly trying to look for a silver lining or what's the, the, then you're sort of telling yourself that you're not gonna be happy until you get to that silver lining or you get to that other place. Um, And that's not necessarily living in the present. So. Maybe just kind of sit with it. Give yourself some time and space. That's really what what it comes down to. And maybe try being more empathetic. You know, be empathetic with yourself. If you're the one grieving, be empathetic with others if they are the ones grieving. And then also recognize that if you don't acknowledge difficult emotions and difficult experiences and difficult feelings, in your life, then you're not really going to have those breakthroughs and you're not going to ultimately have any transformational growth in your life because running away from uncomfortable feelings and uncomfortable situations doesn't necessarily make them go away. So what is the positive side to allowing ourselves to feel negative feelings? Um, instead of running away from them or pretending they don't exist or trying to gloss over or minimize them, would be to just recognize the discomfort. Um, When we engage in and allow ourselves to deal with uncomfortable experiences, we then can gain a lot of insight from that. When we look at the cause of, of our pain, It can increase, like, what we understand about the situations that brought us there. We can differentiate between the choices we made and maybe things that were out of our control. Um, We can learn to make better decisions. We can, we just can learn a lot more about ourselves if we're willing to engage. There's a saying, pain is inevitable, suffering is optional. But it's like, you know, if you've ever suffered an injury that caused pain, you take painkillers and let's say you hurt you broke your foot. <laughs> but you take enough painkillers that you don't feel the pain anymore and you keep walking on it. What happens is is it's going to get worse. So that's why we want to sort of we want to recognize our pain and our grief as part of the human experience that can help us learn about ourselves and maybe put ourselves in positions where we don't have to suffer quite as much. So that's what I'm thinking about toxic positivity. I hope some of that was helpful and I hope it made sense. Again, it's not about wallowing in self-pity, but trying to find the strength in ourselves and learning about our own resilience when we're going through these things. Again, thank you for joining me. This has been Leslie Reyes. And my podcast is Facing Fears and Shifting Gears. And I hope that this has been helpful for you.